What up, my name's Jack Beard, and you're listening to a J Beard Podcast. Welcome back to Training Camp. It's the podcast where three roommates decide, hey, we talk about sports so dang much. Let's just throw it on a podcast, see if anybody listens. For anybody who doesn't know me, my name is Jack Beard. You can find me on Instagram at the underscore J Beard. Uh, Griff, what's up? What's up, boys? How are you? Not the best day today. Uh, we'll get into that, but yeah, Will, what's up? Uh, doing good. Glad to be recording uh, the episode. We're making steps in hey, the uh, podcast universe. Um, yeah, a little deflated, like Griff said. Obviously, we'll talk about it later. Uh, good weekend besides uh, the Titans game. Pretty good weekend, guys. For those of you who don't know or were confused when Griffin and Will just said that, we are actually recording our podcast today, and hopefully this will get posted on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, anything else. So if you want to go check us out, uh, find us on YouTube at Training Camp Podcast. Also, some cool news about the podcast is that we are now available on every single streaming platform that you find podcasts, whether that's Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, anything. You can find us SoundCloud. there. SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> and, guys, we got some news. Through three episodes, we've got 200 plays. Yeah. Hey, let's get it. 200 plays. Uh, that's a pretty good start for us. I know that when we started this podcast, we had no idea what we were going to do or how long it was going to last. But, hey, we're making strides out here. So, guys, weekend or update? How's your how's y'all's weekend? Take us through the nights. What was going th- what was going through your mind? Uh, we didn't go to the UTC game. Was at home. I think we were all just deflated after the yeah. first two games. Nope. I mean, it went better than I anticipated. I thought it was going to be close, or we may lose, but we got a big dub. My weekend was good. Will. Well, first of all, our be- our boy Jay Beard had a birthday Thursday. The big <laughs> yeah. the big two two. Twenty two, man. I feel old. Uh, yes. So uh, <laughs> uh, we went out. Thursday, Friday, a little bit Saturday, and <laughs> today we took it easy, but uh, we had a great weekend with friends, and I uh, think we uh, really lived up to college this weekend. We had a, we had a good college time. Just, just a good old college time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so I, I did turn 22 on Thursday, and then I was just decided... I skipped class on Thursday, man. I just said like, reward yourself. I just said, no, happy birthday, man. You're gonna, you're just gonna just hang out for the day. So, uh, other than that, my weekend was good. Um, UTC, obviously, none of us went because why would we? Why would we go? It's not, just not worth our ten dollars. But I'm still glad we got the dub. I don't even think. What do, you, do you think it'd be even worth the ten dollars even after knowing the outlook on the game? No, no. It's it's a noon game. It's ninety five degrees. Uh, we. Well, we know we should win. Uh, I'm glad we actually did. But, um, yeah, no, not worth the $10. Stay at home. I don't know. I mean, I'd rather just get be able to sleep in, get up, watch the game on TV. We were up, like, what, 21 nothing in the first quarter, first 10 minutes or something yeah. like that. And then I was like, okay, if we were up 21 nothing in the first quarter, I'd leave then anyway. So, like, I would only be there for a short amount of time, so it's not worth me going. Well, which, which – excuse me, I can't talk. Which begs the question – was this even a good win for the Vols this weekend? I mean, <laughs> coming from 0-2, losses to Georgia State and BYU, I think we'll take any win we can get. But, I mean, it is UTC. What do we win? 45 nothing. 45-0. 45-0. Yeah, shut I mean, we shut them out. We scored 45 points. Any win's a good win for us at this point. But, I mean, I like the way we look. We obviously could have done some things better. But overall, I think I'll take it. I mean, 
45 points is pretty solid against anybody. I think offensively, yeah, we did good. Proud of that. But I think the best part was holding them to zero. I think that was great for our really young defense. That's three, a good point. Three f- turnovers, I think, maybe a pick six. Um, I think it was a huge win for our defense, even though it's against an FCS school. Holding any team to zero is an accomplishment. Uh, you can get a breakaway play at any time in the game. So I think our defense played sound football, and I think we did good. Well, also, too, guys, this weekend, I know that USC lost their quarterback in week one, but BYU pulled out the dub against the Trojans. Oh, my God. I mean, they're beating two big-name schools in two weeks. I, I just, I guess that, that makes our loss last week not as bad, but – Man, it's still it's still kind of deflating to know that the you know the Mormons are out there punishing teams. I mean, hey, rank the Mormons. They've, they've, <laughs> Top twenty five. Hashtag they rank the Mormons. They've they beat, <laughs> beat two of the biggest uh, name programs in the in this country. I know neither of us are on where we have been. I but say we got big names, so we don't have big time yeah, football teams. But still, <laughs> you, know, you know that media will they'll try to work them in there eventually if they do it again. Will you had something you want to talk about? Um, talk talk to me about what you wanted to talk about for the Vols. Yeah. Okay. So if you were if you're a Tennessee fan, you know Jeremy Banks was a freshman linebacker or freshman running back last year. Yeah, yeah. Hard hitter, great guy. Um, so last year he went up to Jeremy Pruitt in like the fourth quarter of one of our big SEC games and asked to play linebacker, and Jeremy like laughed at him. And was like, now's not the time, but if you want to start working at linebacker, we'll start working you. And this past Saturday he actually had two interceptions. And I think that's huge for a guy who's only been playing linebacker for less than a year, um, at least in, on the collegiate level. Um, he was that guy last year who he just, like, didn't care where he was playing. Like, he played yeah, fullback. Yeah. He played some fullback. He played some running back. And, like, he was just – he even got penalties because of how outgoing he was right, yeah. in the game. So I think, like, he's one of those guys that every program loves because he's just one of those – Give it to him, guys. He wants to contribute, and it looks like he's making strides at linebacker. I mean, two picks in one game for a linebacker is great, especially a new one. And uh, shout-out Jeremy Banks. You played your ass off. I think, too, on that, I saw some that when Jeremy Banks had the first interception, he got tackled by the first by the first guy or whatever. He, like, could have run it back a little ways, and the first guy tackled him, so it wasn't that big of a run back. And when he came to the sideline, he looked at Pruitt, and Pruitt <laughs> said something like, usually good running backs make the first guy miss, but we'll work on, we'll work on, we'll work on that or something because <laughs> he got tackled by the first guy. Um, but, no, y'all were talking about Jeremy Banks, like, willing to play anywhere just to help the team. That reminded me of Tyler Bird. I don't know if y'all saw. I mean, he just plays kind of special teams now. He doesn't really play a whole lot on offense, and he was he, talking about – He started out at the university as a wide receiver. Yeah, and he was talking about – this is his senior year, and he was like – man, anything to help the team. Like, I'll play special teams. I'll play as hard as I possibly can. Just anything to help the team. And, like, it's good having attitudes like that on the team, I think, especially from a senior. It shows good leadership. You're not playing as much on offense or defense, but you can contribute any way you can. I would love for Tyler Bird to get a chance. Butch stuck him on defense when he came in as a four-star wide receiver. And he was happy to play there, but I think he also wanted some touches on offense. But I'm glad now he just wants to be on the field. And guys like that really help the program. That's that's true. I mean, that's what you see out of Alabama, I feel like, is they just recruit five-star athletes, and then they facilitate the guys. And I, I think that's where our program differs, is that like, we try to recruit positions, and then when people shit the bed, like we don't have anybody to back them up, it feels like. And so... I, I feel like that's the difference between these big name schools like you know Alabama, uh, Clemson, even like Oregon, 
is that they just recruit athletes and then play the game. And we haven't had anybody since it feels like Fulmer that has really gone the distance as far as recruiting athletes. I don't know. Thoughts? Thoughts? It feels like recruiting athletes, especially like that, like, I mean, Alabama or any of those teams you mentioned, like they'll take a five-star athlete. They'll take a five-star at any position, but they can develop them into be whatever position they want them to be. Like Mm -hmm. Nick Saban may recruit a running back in high school and they'll turn out to be a wide receiver or a quarterback to a running back or something like that, which I think is a huge testament to the coaching staff. I mean, we'll see where Pruitt, how Pruitt recruits and how he develops. I think it's too early to tell that, but like, yeah, I think shifting guys around like that is a huge credit to the coaches who develop those guys. Yeah, and this goes back to a mailbag question that we got last week from uh, Brendan Lederbach. Actually, he said, "You know, how many win- how how many losses until Pruitt's seat gets hot?" And I think this game was a good was what cooled it off a little bit. I think that even though you see you know you see these Alabama and Clemson games in the first like one or two games of the season where they're beating teams like you know 45 to 10 or 45 to like 17 and we finally had one of those big games where we like stuck it to them 45 to nothing so i'm glad that that kind of alabama instinct in Pruitt is is starting to show and uh hopefully when he gets a couple classes in behind him we can really start being a good team i'm excited excited anything y'all want to add on the falls i mean this is a pretty clean cut game we want to talk about next week or is that we're gonna wait <laughs> Talk about next week. We'll talk about next week. Well, me and old G Bump were watching this Kentucky Florida game come down to the wire. Uh, Felipe Franks broke his leg in half. Um, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't even replay it. Um, and I mean, pretty much Kentucky had him beat almost at, at the end. Um, they missed a field goal to go up. And then the next play, Florida ran a 60, 70 yard run for a touchdown, a jet sweep. And that was about the end of the game. But. Um, so do you think with Felipe Franks out, it'll actually be like a, <laughs> do we have a chance? Or well, do we, actually, I don't know what to feel about it. We do have a mailbag question from Tyler about that. He said, with Felipe Franks out, does that up our chances at all next weekend? Yeah. I think it up our chances <laughs> a little bit. I'm not going to get my hopes up. I, I know there will, will be people out there that do. Um, I think we're at a great time to be playing Florida, um, but it always seems like, Anytime our rival has a situation like this, the next guy's an all-star or a superstar, and he'll be the next whatever. Isn't this what we thought about last last year, though? It's the same thing we thought about our freshman year when we had Dobbs and all them, when we went 8-4. and four, Like, we had the huge comeback right. win. They yeah. had – I don't know who was their starter that year, but it was, like, their third-string quarterback. His name was, like – last name was Appleby. Because I remember he was Austin talking. Appleby. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, this first game he'd started all year was the third string, and then we were down, like, 21-3 to three in the first half. So, like – I'm not going to get my hopes up, but I, mean, I think it helps us. Obviously, the starting quarterback's out, but anything's possible. I don't. I mean, Florida is still on a downward trend. Like they're they're not like I don't think they're anywhere near uh, you know a top fifteen program. No, no. I mean, yeah, they're definitely not what they're. I mean, they're ranked nine. They're probably going to go down after that Kentucky game, but they're definitely not number nine. Were they still country. ranked nine? When they play Kentucky, when I don't. Play, yeah, that is complete. I'm sorry. I usually don't curse all that much on this podcast, but that is some bullshit. Especially after that Miami game. Like, honestly, I don't see him even get knocked down. You know, the media loves Florida. They might go up little. They might stay at nine. I don't see him going anywhere past ten. I think they're going to come in here still thinking they're good at football, and they're really just not good at football. Neither are we. Not saying we say. are. <laughs> not, we can't talk. Not to like pump our own tires. Yeah. But to answer your question, Tyler, I think our chances do go up. Slightly, I still don't see us winning, especially even. in the swamp, dude. I just, yeah, I hate to be the negative Nancy, but I just don't see it. Happening. I know We're, we are due for one, though. 
We, 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 <laughs> it's about time let's we, get, down we give that. it to Florida. <laughs> well, let's move on to uh, the next part that I wanted to talk about was, I mean, I know, are we going to go to Georgia to see Georgia play, or are we going to go to Georgia to watch a good football game? All right. I mean, I feel like it really depends on what we do against Florida. If we get the win, we'll be going to see UT play. Obviously, we'll be excited. But if we lose, I mean, I'll probably be on the – I'm definitely going to go. It's an SEC game, like one of our last SEC games in Neyland. But if we take the L at Florida, I'm probably going to see Georgia play. I'm on the complete opposite train. Um, <laughs> if, unless it's a close game, probably one score in the fourth quarter with Florida. I know we have a bye week before, but I'm not wasting my money or time. Oh, you're not. Oh, I thought so you were going to say opposite go. train. I'm going no matter what. Oh. And I thought you were going to say opposite train that you're going to go, but you're going to leave once we like go down two scores. No, God. I'm going <laughs> to so say you're not going at all unless Florida is somewhat close. Unless we are within one score against Florida, you will not catch me in Neyland on October 5th. Even though senior year, October last 6th. big SEC, I mean, it's Georgia. Pass. <laughs> I'll, see, I'll, see, I'll see us beat Vandy on the weekend of Thanksgiving. Man, you're seeing a hard pass from Will Kennedy on if he's going to the Georgia game. I'm probably going to go. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm probably going to go just to see like an SEC, one of our last SEC games. And to be honest, I think if we if we go, we can peer pressure Will into going too. If you don't no, go, man, no, and then we suddenly, no, no, no. if we suddenly <laughs> suddenly pull it out, I mean, then you're not there. Like I anything can happen. Always you know? cop a ticket at halftime and make my way to Neyland. <laughs> That's oh, true. Yeah. It won't be packed. You're right. You, there will be extra tickets. Yeah. <laughs> well, that brings us into the sunny blue skies in Neyland on Saturday. What well, we're in the sunny blue skies of Nissan today. That brings us to our tweet of the week. Will, read me. So, if you're a Titans fan, uh, I think tweets. you know today that we retired Eddie Mc, uh, Eddie McGeorge. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, <laughs> Eddie McGeorge. <laughs> Eddie George and Steve McNair's jerseys. Um, wait, little ceremony honoring them at halftime. Obviously, Steve McNair's uh, not with us anymore, and. Um, May he ever rest in peace. R.I.P. Yes. the goat. And over Neyland today, or over Nissan today, no lie, there was a number nine shaped cloud. It's not even a stretch. We're not, it's, and Steve, nine is Steve McNair's number, if you didn't know that. There's a perfect nine cloud over Nissan Stadium. Beautiful picture on Twitter. And if you follow me on Twitter, I retweeted it. I just think that's a, a really cool thing. Beautiful tweet. Cool coincidence. Dude. I mean, it's it's like a it's a perfect nine. That's what I'm. Yeah, like, like on the Oilers jerseys, number nine too. Like or not Oilers. I'm sorry, Titans jerseys, number nine too. Like perfect blue sky, white cloud, like somewhat Titans colors. Just it's not like even one of those things where you're like, oh, that cloud kind of looks like a whatever. It's like perfect nine. You're like, okay, that's pretty sweet. I mean. I wish the Titans had performed better for him. He was probably looking down saying, <sighs> what's up with that? But he was definitely in the stadium. His presence was there for sure. And Eddie George was probably like, I could have ran better than yeah, we did dude. today. <laughs> Are we getting into that now? <laughs> I guess we're getting into that. I mean, this is the – granted, it was our second game of the year, but this is like the worst showing from the Titans that I can see. And I'm going to start it off with Marcus Mariota not even throwing a pick and having – one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. Yeah, I mean, I think – oh, my gosh, boys. Okay. So we were talking earlier, and like Jack just said, Marcus has had some bad games. Like, he'll make a bad throw every now and then. But this was a game, like, he didn't make he didn't make the mistake. Like, he didn't get picked off. He threw for a touchdown. 
but it's just like probably the worst game I've ever seen him play in my life. Besides that one ball that he threw into triple coverage to, to Delaney on third and ten, he didn't even take a chance. Like, I'd rather you try to force a throw and throw one pick a game and actually throw it down the field than hold the ball when you have three, four seconds, which is a lot with the shape of our offensive line right now. Hold the ball and take a sack three or four times. Like, and there's been there was multiple things where videos came out. It's just like I I get it's easy to say after the fact like we're not standing back there with 300 pound guys coming at us, but like. Hit the check down. If we're going to get sacked, just, like, dump it off to Dion or Derek out of the backfield. Like, get a yard or two. Don't lose 10 yards on a sack. Well, it's – Well, I mean, how much of this is Marcus uh, – and, and I'll dive deeper into this, too. But how much of this is Marcus and how much of this is Arthur Smith? For those of you who don't know, Arthur Smith is our offensive coordinator. And before he was the offensive coordinator for the Titans, he was our tight ends coach. And it just seems, and I'm sure Griffin and Will will just love this topic, but we're so bunched up, and we <laughs> always throw to the tight ends, and when it comes down to the wire and we're trying to make a big play down the field, we're just not explosive. So so Arthur Smith called an amazing game against Cleveland. Like, Cleveland's front seven, one of the best front sevens in the league, and we have two third-string O-linemen in, so we had to, like, call some plays where – we could actually gain some yards, and we scored 43 points. So Arthur Smith, like, good on you. He got a game ball okay. after the game. But, like, 21 of those points were the defense. They gave us the ball in good positions. We still punched it in the offense. Yeah. Technically, the offense scored 34 because we got a pick six. Yeah. But, I mean, he got a game ball after Hell of a game called by him. And then today, I don't know if it's him, but, like, we're just so – I mean, you said it. Like, the receivers are two yards off the line of scrimmage to the left or to the right. I watch these – explosive offenses offenses and they have like the wide receivers are actually wide like they're out <laughs> wide our wide receivers are playing like tight ends i don't maybe, know why i thought that was so funny <laughs> maybe, like Corey davis has the exact same number of catches as Questenberry, who's an offensive lineman who caught a touchdown yeah more touchdowns too more touchdowns than Corey. like he was, he was our on. only receiver with a touchdown today. No, but that's ridiculous. We have 11 people in our tackle box probably 80 percent of the game today marcus is under center with 11 people in the box, which means the defense is lined up like that too. Like he can't see blitz, he can't see blitz as well. He's more comfortable in the shotgun. Spread it out at Oregon. It was so much, so spread out in the shotgun. Obviously, that was four years ago, and it's not the NFL. But still, he's not as comfortable as he is in shotgun and spread out. Um, how much is on Arthur Smith though? I would say coaching really led us astray on that. Two-minute drills, one-and-a-half-minute one drill. Um, I don't know how much of that was. It just wasn't open, and Marcus was trying to get it to a receiver to make something happen. But we can't be throwing five-yard outs when we have to go down the field and get a field goal. We can't be throwing slants on fourth and one to a covered receiver. We can't be spiking the ball on third and two. Well, Griffin, tell me what you saw uh, post-game that Delaney said during his post-game press conference. Um, oh, I saw something that said – so. One of the Titans reporters tweeted out, they were like, I've seen Delaney upset after some losses before. I've never, like, this is number one most upset I've ever seen him, which completely understandable. And it said just a, like, short quote. They said a lot of his responses to the questions were, ask the coach or ask the coaches, which I'm sure aren't, like, digs at the coaches, but he probably just doesn't want to answer the reporters' questions. But I just I mean, don't understand, like. I also think, I, 
also that video where Tazir Sharp catches the ball on the first down marker and then runs backwards. Oh my God. You see Delaney over there with his hands on his head pointing that way. Adam Humphreys. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of in the the playoffs when uh, LeBron and J.R. Smith. Oh, and he's got got the LeBron's like, what are you doing? (laughs) Run that way. That's just like terrible. Like a, a less veteran wide receiver doesn't know where he is on the field. You have two vets right there pointing like, Go down. Like, if you fall down, we have a first down, four minutes left, we're driving, and we had to punt the ball instead. Tajay's not a rookie either. Yeah, and if he just drops down, it's okay, it's fourth and half a yard, but we had yeah. like fourth let, and two and a half Marcus yards shove it, as he went backwards. Also, our defense and special teams could not tackle today. Oh, my God. Dude. We had – Big sigh. We had uh, Jacoby Brissett dead to rights in the backfield probably four or five times. And had so many sacks. Squeezed out. They went down the field and scored. Like okay, but saying horrible. that, however many missed tackles we did have, like the defense played a heck of a game. Oh yeah, Logan Ryan no. got that pick. That was secondary a, had a great game. secondary had a great game. Yeah, okay, yeah. Front seven didn't didn't do a great job of tackling and run defense, but secondary played really well. Definitely good enough to have us win the game. Like the offense has got to be able to score more than no, I agree. Seventeen points to win a game. And with Vinatieri missing two extra points too, there was a point in the game where we could have. I mean, this is on Santos, too. But Santos was going up to kick that field goal. If he made the field goal, it would have been uh, 20 to 13. Yeah. And we would have gone up by a whole score. Yeah. But no. And then they come, they come back down the field, get a touchdown. Now we're down two or yeah, three. Because he, he missed an extra point. Because he missed, yeah. another, missed another extra point. Like we, had, we had chances to win the game or at least get them to the point where like, they wouldn't have as much momentum as they did. Like yeah. they were, they went up in the game. They could have tied the game, and we would have had the momentum going on the backside. It's like even with, like you said, Adam Vinatieri's two extra point misses, like those are breaks that we got, and then we got two turnovers. We won the turnover battle. Like that should be an easy win. But <laughs> I, I would no. say, yeah, I would say this game's on everybody besides the secondary and. Even the offensive line played a good game, in my opinion. I agree. Oh, I mean, I mean, I don't know if they played well, but. We Marcus, had one holding call on Conklin. Marcus had multiple times where he had he had like three or four seconds to throw. Yeah, you know, he had a big pocket today. Yeah, and it's just like, dude, you got to get rid of it. You're not going to have ten seconds to throw. I, and I don't think I saw him throw the ball away one time today. No. He also no. freaking jumped in the he, air four times. Yeah, Marcus's God. glass bones cannot be hurtling people for a first down with a quarter and a half left. Like, Which begs the question... Is Marcus the future of our franchise? <laughs> and Will just did the biggest sigh in the world. And, yeah, I, I, I don't think so. Well, I, mean, I don't think so. I know you have strong Marcus opinions, Will, so go ahead. I love the guy. I think he's smart enough. I think he's talented enough. I just don't think it's, – it's just like he's a head case, like, <laughs> half, like 50% of the time, and it's like – what are you doing, dude? You, it's gotta be. It's gotta be slowed down for you by now. You gotta be making smart decisions. Like I didn't see you throw the ball away one time today. I saw you hold on to the ball and look scared. I saw you fly two or three receivers for no reason. He, I, I won't know till later in the season. But today, it did not look like it. It seems like, I mean, elite quarterbacks of the NFL, like the Drew Brees or the Tom Brady's, they're like obviously the upper echelon. But like the good quarterbacks, they come out with the attitude like, all right. Like, we're going to kick your ass. I'm scoring 50 points today. And then, Marcus, it just yeah. seems like we come out and it's like, what, what we have? We started with two, three and outs today before we even got a first down. Yeah, it's just it, like, okay, we'll see what the defense does. Like, maybe get a completion, get some first downs. Like, no, come out and freaking pound it down their throat and same score. Same thing touchdown. with the balls, too. We don't have the mindset 
that I think other programs have. You know, like Alabama, granted, they're the best team in the country, but like they come out and they're like, we're going to kick your ass and yeah. we're going to show you how to play football. Titans and the Vols never do that. Never do that. It, yeah, it's – he looks nervous in year four and he looks – Five. Uncon- yeah. <laughs> year five. <laughs> and, and money year too. God, yeah. you should be wanting to play more. He looks unconfident and nervous and I, we know he's talented enough. We've seen it. It's just not a consistent basis. I'll let you know later in the year, but I will say we're putting a lot of blame on Marcus. Like obviously that's multiple people's fault. But the thing that pissed me off so much was when there was what, four and a half minutes left and we get we're on our end of the probably our own like thirty yard line and we have like a fourth and two and the clock's running and then we go up there like we're gonna go for it. And then we oh. let the clock run all the way down. <laughs> we waste thirty seconds and then we punt it away. But we have to get it back by trying to call our timeouts. Like, we could have 30 more seconds to play with. And that bit us in the ass on the back end. Exactly. Like, we, why do we let the clock run down if we were just going to punt it? Yeah, our defense was hot. So hot anyway. If, say, we don't get the fourth and two, they're on our half of the field. We hold them to a field goal. We're only down by five. I'd rather take the chances of going fourth and two. Yeah, it was just such a dumb, dumb coaching mistake. But, I mean, I guess live and you learn. Um <laughs> But I did have one stat where, so for the first two games, we're three for 30 on third down conversions on offense. Yes, good stuff. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Whatever percentage. Let's that, see what percentage that's, 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 that's 10%. 10%. Come on, guys. Oh, three to 30. Come on, finance guy. Sorry. <laughs> Pulled out the phone. Three for 30. Also, we need to use our receivers. It's brutal. Um, we're throwing way too much at tight ends. We have plenty of talented receivers, and we're not throwing to them. Also, on the very last play, the fourth down that we didn't get, I – I know I told you guys this earlier, but we threw that slant to AJ, where on the other side of the field, Corey did a slant to Corey Davis did a slant, and his his defender completely fell down, and he was wide open, and he started screaming after he didn't get the ball. I mean, you could tell he was pissed off. I'd be pissed if I was a receiver. All right, especially number five pick, one catch in two games. Dude, I'm just kind of getting like really frustrated remembering this game back because like it's so winnable. We actually have a decent shot. At winning the division, it's unacceptable, and the Colts always find a way to get the tiebreaker against us. That's the thing. It's like I'm not even upset that we like it's a loss on our thing. Like we're gonna be fine. We're we're still gonna be eleven and five. Write it down. <laughs> um, but it's just like losing a winnable game is more frustrating than getting blown out to me. It's like that that we could be two and zero. They could be zero and two. We could have a huge lead in the the division, and now we're just you mean tied. the Texans zero and two. Who are you talking about? The Indy would have oh, yeah, been 0-2, yeah, and, okay. and we would have been 2-0. We just had uh, some technical difficulties on our end. I know we said we were going to record this, uh, this podcast and put it on YouTube, because I know a couple of you out there have been wanting that. However, my SIM card on my camera cannot make a clip that's longer than, like, 18 minutes. <laughs> so uh, next week will be our official video live on youtube so yes, sir. subscribe we'll, we'll make the account this week and subscribe we'll make the account this instagram. week throw it on our instagram uh you guys will be able to see the setup that we're using uh on we'll, we'll throw a short clip of the podcast on our instagram uh this week so you can have like a little teaser of what uh what is to come if you like watching your content on youtube instead of on podcasting but just thought i'd throw that in there because it's getting kind of annoying recording like a 45-minute podcast and having to break and cut every uh, every 18 minutes. Anyway, Will, 
Bring us up to our mailbag, dude. Bring up yes. some bring up some questions. I know we answered uh, Tyler's question. Shout out Tyler. Dude, seriously thank you because uh, he came up to me the other day in Haslam and he was like Dude, I've literally been binging all three of your episodes in like the same day, and I was like, "Dude, that's like an hour and a half of podcasting, if not more, in a in a day." And he's like, "Yeah, man, I just really like the content." So shout out to you, Tyler. Uh, we love you. And for those of you who listen on the regular, show us some love on the podcast, and we'd love to shout you out. Will, give us our first. All right. Question. Um, I guess we'll go for. Our boy Evans, he um, asked us who we are looking at in the uh, Heisman race. He mentioned uh, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrows, and Justin Fields, but um, I'd say we open it up and uh, each of us can just make a pick. We don't have to use one of those three if uh, you'd like to use somebody else. No, he nailed it, dude. I want, I want, um, I want Jalen Hurts real bad. Real bad. Do you, you think, think he'll win it, though? Yeah, I was going to say uh, two more you got for the ceremony. I mean, I think all those picks are really good. I, I really do. But I really want Jalen to win because, first of all, kudos to him for having the balls and, like, the respect to, like, stay at Alabama for Tua and then win the, win the Heisman – or not win the Heisman, win the national championship as, like, as like a backup. I think that was, like, super classy. But then he went at it the right way and he left on good terms with Saban and now he's balling out at Oklahoma. And if he wins the Heisman at Oklahoma, that will mean that Baker had won a Heisman. That'll mean that uh, Kyler. Fuck, Kyler Murray <laughs> would have won a Heisman. And then that would mean that Jalen Hurts would have won a Heisman all at the same school. As the, I don't think there's ever been uh, like a three. A back-to-back-to-back. Like a back-to-back-to-back from the same that'd be school. Sweet, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be pretty sweet. Griffin? Jeez. Um, I got okay. – I don't know. He said Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Justin Fields. Justin I'm, Fields. I'm not yeah. using one of those three. Yeah, I don't know. About, I don't know. About, I'd love to see Jalen Hurts get there or win it. I mean, like you were talking about, Beard. He seems like a nice guy and handled that whole Tua situation awesome. I thought. I think I hate saying it's somebody's trophy to lose, but I think it's Trevor Lawrence. He's got to be number one. And then I think two. I think people are sleeping on Tua just because he's got so many weapons around him. But I mean, the stat line for this past game. At South Carolina, he had like 450 yards and four touchdowns and came out in the fourth quarter. So I think if you go by stats, it's got to be between either Trevor Lawrence and Tua. I think the media is so hot on Trevor Lawrence that he's got probably the best opportunity. But if I was picking one of those threes, I would not sleep on Justin Fields either. Ohio State, easy place to light up the stat board. Uh, A lot of media attention. And, um, yeah, so I'd say Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. I just don't. I don't know, man. I just don't like the idea of Tua winning because it's like that's like saying, uh, you know, hey, Big Poppy, go play t-ball with, you know, with, <laughs> like it, it's it's not fair when your O line is so good that you don't get touched, your receivers are so good that you can throw them within like a fifteen foot radius and get, get catches. It's not fair when your running backs just mow through people. Like I just like, where's the skill, man? Like I, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I was watching the Alabama-South Carolina game, and, I mean, like I said, two or three for 450 yards, but every <laughs> touchdown pass that he threw, it seemed like it was a five-yard slant to one of the big four receivers. Who and then all, they just break off. Yeah, who all run like a sub 4-4-40, um, and they just take it like 60 yards running to the end zone. It's like, okay, Tua just got credit for all those yards. Like, but. Tua, if you want to be a Heisman winner, uh, 
come sit behind Tennessee's O line and yeah, with Tennessee's wide receivers, <laughs> Good luck. and see if you're in the in the race. Yeah. You know, and at the same at the same time, a uh, little little question for y'all: Where do you see, like? What if Jarrett had the opportunity to sit behind Alabama's O line? Still bad. <laughs> Dang, dude. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he'd obviously be better. I don't think he'd be like Tua though. Um, yeah. I know. I agree. I'm just like. I wonder how much like marginally better he would be. I don't think it'd be anything. I he wouldn't be up for Heisman or anything. I don't think. I think oh, he'd no, still be thrown into triple coverage and taking sacks and not using his legs. Well, what's interesting is what are we going to see when Tua gets drafted? Because like you Ooh, take you one go. of the best quarterbacks that Alabama's almost ever had in AJ McCarron, throw him in the NFL, and what did he do? He's a backup for the Texans. He's a backup <laughs> for the Texans. You know, um, like. Take me, give me, a, give me a, like a good Alabama quarterback that has like thrived in the NFL in the past like 10, 15 years. Uh, I can't think of one, right? Griffin's shaking his head. I'm shaking my head. Yeah, I'm, I'm stumped. I don't, I could not tell you. Yeah, I'm trying to think that white guy number 14 when they had Derrick Henry when we almost beat him at Alabama. I don't even think he's Coker? in the NFL. Yeah, something like that. I don't think Coker's in the NFL. No, he, that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. not. I mean, I think Tua, amazing college quarterback, obviously. He'll probably be a top ten pick, one of the first quarterbacks taken. But, yeah, like like Jack said, I'd love to see if he went to a bad team that had a really early pick, how he would do with a not-so-great NFL team. Here we go. I'm going re- to read off some quarterbacks. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this, um, but I'm going to read off some quarterbacks. Ready? You have Tua, Jalen, Blake Barnett, Jake Coker, Blake Sims, AJ McCarron, Greg McElroy, Rip. John Parker Wilson, <laughs> John Parker Wilson, TBT, Brody Croyle. Dude, there's not a quarterback on this list that's been successful in the NFL. Yeah, let I me mean, show you how good their O lines have been. Those guys must have time to throw. I mean, I think McCarron's a solid backup. I'd love to see him get a chance at some time. He, he almost got one for the Bills last year, but then he got injured. Um, but, yeah, Alabama traditionally does not translate to the NFL at the quarterback position. The last good quarterback that has gone through the ringer in the NFL was um, none other than Joe Namath. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Back in 1962 through 64 when he played for Alabama. Nice. <laughs> All right, you ready for the – we're going to do one more mailbag question. Yeah, give me Since another one. hit two. Uh, our boy Joey, plays intramural football with us, asked, best and worst sports memory. His is Tiger winning the Masters is his best, and wow. his uh, Atlanta Falcons blowing a 28-3 to Super Bowl lead. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Joey. Yeah, Tiger that's winning tough. the Masters. Griff, you, you might have an outside take on this. Um, okay, my definitely worst, y'all may agree, you may have a different one. Worst one is Preds game six, Colton Sissons. <laughs> he, he poked it in the net, boys. We would, we would have been up 1-0. <laughs> I mean, if you're not a Preds fan listening to this, we got completely screwed. <sighs> Matt Murray did not freeze that puck. It leaked out. Colton Sissons tapped it in, but the ref had already <laughs> blown the whistle. I'm not salty about it or anything, clearly. Um trying to think my best sports memory honestly one of my best sports memories is when the saint i'm a big st louis cardinals fan and when the cardinals in 2011 they won the world series we were down in game six we were down three to two in the series yes, sir. David and, freeze. yeah david freeze <laughs> have his jersey 
we were down by like three runs and I went to bed. I'd given, I was so pissed off. And then my mom came and got me and said, you're not going to give up on your team. You got to watch the rest of the game. And then David Freeze, Mr. Clutch came through one game, six, one game, seven world series champs. I've got, I've got a similar, a similar take on that. I've got, I've got two bests and one worst. The worst one is the same, is the same Colton Sisson's goal, man. I've never been so mad at a TV in my life. It wasn't even mad to be at the play. I don't mean to distract your thing. Well, but. and Forsberg being offsides, the same thing. Offsides. Like, 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 yeah, air quotes, on. offsides. Okay, so there. that's we, – we could be the Stanley Cup champions, dude. We will but be this year. Not a big deal. Getting into my best sports memories, number one is when the Red Sox are winning the World Series in 2013. I literally watched every single pitch, every single inning of that, of that same uh, World Series run. And that um, – <laughs> that series against the Tigers, man, when Shane Victorino hit the grand slam to put us up over the monster in left field, I was like, I was screaming at the top of my lungs. And then we went on to win the World Series that year. That year. Um, Is second, that the same year that Poppy hit the home run and the cop in the bullpen? Was yeah, like, that was against the Tigers. That yeah. was a cool picture. He, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the cops got his hands up. <laughs> yeah, that was and, cool. like not even helping. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there you go. There's my one of my one of my best for baseball and then i kind of want to seg- like segment them up because i don't think that one sports memory is better than another one in a different sport so the second one is going to be winning against the ducks uh the predators winning against the ducks and us going to the stanley cup griffin and i were there and pretty sure i shed a tear oh absolutely i i, I seriously think i shed a tear and we got to see the the uh the trophy getting brought out and fisher not touching it carefully <laughs> and yeah man and then griffin and i were walking out and we saw like a big hole getting punched in the wall <laughs> from like how excited you remember that yeah yeah everybody was so excited everybody was so excited <laughs> did somebody punched a hole in the wall so i might sorry my brain can't even work right now because i'm getting so excited over that so hopefully we can uh we can go back very soon all right i think my best sports memory there's several titans games i would say but just because of the conditions, um, two years ago, last regular season game, uh, Titans Jags at home. Me and my boy Logan went uh, 20 degrees, 20 mile an hour winds, and the Titans pulled through, uh, made it to the playoffs, and uh, playoffs. That was that's probably one of my best. My worst is easily Tennessee Oklahoma senior year of oh high school. God, we set the noise ah. record. The game itself, the weekend itself, was so much fun. We had Baker beat dead to rights. They throw a ball way out of the end zone, and we destroy the receiver. The ball's uncatchable, but we still get a pass interference call. They score. They end up winning. It just felt like one of the most deflating things in the world. But great game, uh, but definitely saddest loss I've ever seen. That was like the loudest football game I've ever been to in my life. That was crazy. I mean, I just – I hope that – there's a, a better future out there for our uh, our Predators fandom and our uh, Titans fandom because, man, the Vols are not doing it anytime soon. The Titans have the potential but can't get their shit together. And Preds, man, I'm holding out. Next month, we actually get to see some hockey. Training camp just started yesterday. I'm excited, boys. Duchesne, finally on the ice. Let's get it going. And what are we getting on Wednesday, G-Bump? Pink Whitney's coming out, baby. Finally. Let's get it. We got a hookup from Nashville. We will have it. Drinking it on the podcast next week, hopefully. 
Uh, y'all want to hit score predictions for Titans and on Thursday night? <laughs> oh, yeah, short week this and, week. Oh, and Vols on Saturday. <clears throat> short week this week. Titans facing off against the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Griffin, hit me with your score. Okay, so I think the boys are going to be not happy about the Colts game. Kenny Vaccaro already guaranteed a victory. I think the boys are going to be fired up. I'm going to say the offense has a bounce-back game. I'm going to say 31-20. to 20. Wow. Titans get her done. Giving Gardner and Minshew some credit there. All right, I'm tired of them hyping up this Gardner Minshew just because he has a mustache and he – Got recruited by Nick Saban at one point. I'm going to say Titans 27-13. You think they missed an extra point? or No, well, no like two it. field goals and two a touchdown. Two field goals and a touchdown. Yeah, they're, they suck, boys. They're, they're not Jags? good. Yes. I don't, I don't care what they did to Houston this week or held to Houston this week. They're not good. We know that. They're injured. We're going to go in there. We're going to show out. I think scoring is going to be low. I uh, still don't think Marcus is going to be able to do all that much in the air. I think Minchie's going to get shut down by our secondary. I am saying 14-10 uh, Titans. Wow, low scoring there. Not very confident in the Titans' offense. Uh, should we be after I this was week? I say, you don't have any reason to be. but <laughs> well, As long as it's not, not another 9-6 to six game, I'll be happy. As long as we win, I'll be happy. What about... Anybody want to say anything about Vols in no. Florida? I'm just not even going to make a prediction. I'm not going to make a prediction <laughs> no. either because I'm going to predict Florida to win if I do make a prediction. Don't worry, so. boys. <laughs> I got you. I'm going to go Vols 27. I love the love the old 27. 27. Hold on, math. Uh, 26. Tennessee Vols. By one. <laughs> in the swamp. We're back starting next week. Then we lose to Georgia, Mississippi State. So for that, you'll go to Georgia, right? If your score oh, hell yeah, right? I'll be at Georgia, but All we're right. going to get our ass kicked by Georgia. But we're beating Florida in the swamp. Second-string quarterback falls coming off a hot win off UTC. Well, well guys, uh, here's what's going to happen. We got Thursday. We got Titans versus Jags in Jacksonville on Thursday Night Football. We have Vols facing off against Florida in the swamp uh, at noon on Saturday. And then Sunday, looks like it's going to be an off day for us. I'm kind of hyped. Maybe we can record the podcast on Saturday night. This, this week instead. I'd be uh, down there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> might, be, might be busy. Depending on uh, if the balls pull it out, it might be a busy Saturday night. Yes. So uh, just to plug all of us and remind you of uh, where you can find us, you can find me on Instagram at V underscore Jbeard. Uh, where can they find you, Will? Uh, at at its Will's world, double D's on the end. Okay. Um, what? There are double D's on the end. Follow the training camp Instagram. Uh, we'll put a mailbag up every Sunday morning. Um, try to get some questions in there for us. doesn't have to be about sports. We'll answer anything. At the training camp podcast. Also, if you would like to be a featured guest on the podcast, uh, mention that you found us and put the timestamp of right here, right there. Put the timestamp right there in our mailbag, and maybe you can be featured on the podcast. Griffin, where can they find you? At Gbump17. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate all the support. Will, who's your sponsor? Well, it's going to be Natty Ice eventually. Natty Ice, sponsor me. Griffin, who are you shouting out? Shout out to the Spit and Chicklets podcast. Pink Whitney's are coming out. We're pumped, boys. Let's get it. I'm kind of interested to see uh, who you're going to shout out after we get Pink Whitney right here. 
I'm, I mean, if Spittin' Chicklets wants to sponsor us, I'll, if I need to get a beer brand like old Willie over here, I'll try to do that. But <laughs> And the other boys are on Natty Ice now, too. Don't let them fool you. All right, all right, all right. And you can always follow me on Instagram at the underscore jbeard. Guys, give them a little sign-off. And uh, here we go. See, See y'all. Thanks See for you. listening.